Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Create, Learn, Implement Podcast, aka CLI Podcast with me, Koyeta. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. It's been great weather, but I also hope that you guys have been catching up on the latest episodes um, and really putting them, implementing them in your life and business, hence the name Create, Learn, Implement. And uh, today it's another great episode with an amazingly talented young woman okay an amazingly talented woman uh sharona osborne who you will learn more of on the other side but let me tell you as a fellow scarborough kid if you are from toronto canada you know where that is i am super proud to um i'm super proud of this group of of uh, people that are doing it uh, in film so stay tuned for sharona osborne on the other side We all know content is an important part of social media, but do you find that you draw a blank when it's time to create content? Do you find that no one is buying your product? You're not getting any leads. Do you find that you don't really understand the core purpose of a content, which is why you have difficulty posting content? Well, if you're ready to get off the struggle bus and to learn how to create content effectively, then it's time you join the Content Keys Masterclass. I'm going to teach you how to create valuable content that will get you visible and attract people who are ready to buy. Hit the link in my bio to sign up. Class is on May 26th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Sign up now to receive the bonus strategic content calendar. I hope to see you there. All right, guys, we'd like to welcome Ms. Sharona Osborne to the podcast, to the CLI podcast. If you don't know who Sharona is, she's an actress, director, producer, writer. You, you are many things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are. So for my audience that doesn't know who you are, can you just let us know a little bit about uh, Sharona? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, first of all. Welcome. Um, and yes, I'm Sharona Osborne. Uh, my people call me Roni. I am an actress, director, writer, producer, and costume designer. Yes. Yes. And um, I have a production company called Crossfield House Productions, uh, where we produce, write, direct film and theater. Perfect. I love it. And we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Absolutely. But, you know, Sharona, people often think that uh, people in high positions, you know, came from a silver spoon, you know, or had it easy. So can you tell us a little bit about Sharona growing up? Sharona growing up? Well, I'm an only child. So entertaining myself. <laughs> okay, this all makes sense thing. to me now. <laughs> You know, I'm no stranger to dancing in the mirror and having one woman shows. Um, <laughs> so it really does all make sense. Um, but, you know, I came, I've come from a very loving and supporting, supportive family. And I was always just a very um, curious kid, very free spirited. Um, travel was introduced into my life very early. And it, 
it became um, a very quick love affair, you know, early in my life. And I realized that my love for travel and exploration kind of formed who I am as a person, yeah. as an adult, in terms of like my desire for discovery, my desire to constantly be a student of life. Um, I realized that that really did stem from being young and seeing different parts of the world and, you know, something that I continue to this day. But yeah, overall, I, I was that girl. I was definitely, you know, the fashion kid who would, you know, rip up my mom's old jeans and dresses and make my <laughs> new outfit and, yep. you know, all that type of stuff. And yeah, I, I have not really strayed very far from that. I'm still that person, I guess. You know what? I, I often say, um, you know, businesses are inside of us. We often like, you know, mm. have been doing it for a while and we don't even realize. Yeah. So totally. It's just, a, yeah, it's just about falling back in love with those things for you to realize that that is indeed a purpose, you know, and something you could make money from. So you capitalize on that, which is perfect. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> How did you discover that you had a love for acting? Oh man. You know, I think, Honestly, I first discovered my love for acting in elementary school. Um, I went to school downtown Toronto and I was auditioning for the school play every year. You know, I think my first play was The Little Mermaid or something. And I was just, you know, an ensemble cast member. So very humble beginnings. You know, I didn't start (laughs) out as the lead role, Uh, but it was just something I was like, man, like I love being on a stage, you know, Um, talent shows, that kind of thing. Uh, When I got to high school, it continued. And um, I was in, you know, the school musicals and that kind of thing, drama class. And then after high school, it got a little tricky for me because I didn't know how to become an actress. You know, I didn't know how to make that a career. Um, All I knew was like, oh, the expectation is that I go to college or university and, you know, figure something out. And so it just so happened that, you know, fashion is equally a part of my life. And I ended up going to college for fashion business. And while I was in college, you know, whenever there was a break in college or anything like that, I would always just, you know, pick up an acting class. I was just trying to figure it out. I would go to these, you know, talks and seminars about acting and performing, but I still felt like very alone. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have actor friends, Mm -hmm. Um, but I always knew it was just something inside of me, just in my spirit um, that just kept pulling me to that art form. And then after college, I was introduced to the film union and realized that I can get a fashion job within the film and TV world. So I was placed in a position where my two loves were literally coming together, which I thought was really cool and interesting and very timely and, you know, ordained, you know, Um, and I was like, okay, so I had been working behind the scenes, you know, doing costumes, doing costumes and just watching and observing these actors and seeing what they do. And, and I was like, man, like, I still really want to do this. And then I just continued to train and eventually got an agent. And, and yeah, it's pretty much been that 
ever since. Perfect. So what do you say to that little uh, black girl that wants to, you know, walk through that door? How do you, where do you tell her to start? You know, I would tell her to start in her room and with her friends, Mm -hmm. meaning we're in a time where you don't have to have a long, extensive resume to be an actress. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it's in you, write something, or if you see something, you know, on TV that you love, a character, you know, redo that scene for yourself write a little two minute play or a monologue and, you know, record yourself on your cell phone just so you could see what, what it looks like and feels like and what you, you sound like. Um, So yeah, like, you know, you don't have to wait to have an agent or anything like that. I would just say to, to explore, to start, you know, Um, which is something I didn't know for myself back in the day I I thought everything had to be very clear and perfect and you know in order for me to start or in order for me to confidently call myself an actress Mm -hmm. it took me years to confidently call myself an actress because of course the first thing people want to know what have I seen you in and it's like well nothing yet but (laughs) it's what I want to do you know where now we're in a different time so to that little girl it's just like yeah if you want to act just act just you know act. just act yeah and you know youtube is a big thing like the world is so different now. absolutely exactly you can make yeah. your whole own show on youtube Issa Rae. hello okay hello. hbo <laughs> okay can you actually remember the day that you decided to take it seriously to to like you know say it with your chest i'm an actress do you remember that day Oh my, uh, to say it with my chest. I sure want Osborne, I'm an actress. <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know what? Probably after I did my first play with my company, yeah. which was only in 2017, you yeah. know? Um, I had gone from you know, not really doing too much, not having too much experience to playing the female lead, you know, and all this like responsibility of the show kind of fell on me. And I was like, oh, I need to like rise to the occasion. And then having the show, um, it was called A Little White Lie and getting, you know, standing ovations and selling out all the shows and all that kind of stuff. Just on our first try, I was like, wow, like, I can really do this. Like I'm a whole actress out here, you know? Um, but I'm such a advocate for training. It's really a muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I stay in a class child. I love acting classes. I love to elevate my craft. So it's like, I say it with my chest. Yes, I'm an actress, but I'm always, you know, a student of the art first. Love you know? that. Love that. And the, the little, a little white lie, you guys recorded that as well. It was a movie. Yes. So we did a short film adaptation. Hmm. It was also our first film. Um, So we did the film in 2019, uh, titled the same thing, Little White Lion. And yeah, that was awesome. Again, it was kind of like, oh, here we are making our own movie. Like we could do this. (laughs) Is this really happening right now? I must Uh, say. Yeah, go ahead. 
yeah, you know, we, we filmed it in my house and, you know, I did the costumes because that's what I do. Right. And, you know, had all of our, our friends just kind of help out where they could and, and we made it happen. And it was a great short film. I actually was there. My cousin was a DJ. Like, oh and I was like, okay, this is happening. I oh was, my gosh, yeah, as, a, as a black woman, I felt really proud. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Thank so. you so much. More than wow. welcome. I had a great time. So thank you guys for that. <laughs> Can you actually tell me how you uh, came to form Crossfield House Productions? Yeah. So um, my business part, so I have four other business partners. It's a company of five, mm-hmm. um, four women and one man. So that. yeah, right. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello. Um, so Troy Crossfield, Tisha Reed, Adela Carter, and Tasia Harris are my business partners. And basically, uh, Troy pretty much um, is the founder, you know, in the sense of he's the one that initially got a group of friends together Hmm. to do the first play. And it was kind of like, Hey guys, I wrote this show and I kind of want to do it. And once we saw, um, and this again was in 2017. And once we saw the, the um, impact that the show had on the city and the culture and our peers and our family members, and people were like, Oh my gosh, when's the next one? We were just like, Hey, when is the next one? And so um, that's when we we got serious about the company and was like, okay, um, let's do another one, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. by Little Black Lie, which essentially was the part two, I started to take on a larger role regarding um, the writing and co-directing side of things. And so we were still in the world of theater at that time, and. Um, the pandemic really pushed us into film. We knew film was a place we wanted to go, but it was such um, new territory for us. You know, we're just learning, mm-hmm. figuring things out as we go. Yeah. Um, but the pandemic, you know, we were able to secure um, just some small grants, you know, for artists and stuff in the city at that time. And yeah. we were like, okay, let's make this, you know, this short film here and do this short film there. And then, and we did it and it was great. And we were like, oh, we're a whole like production company for real. Uh, and, you know, so now we, we confidently <laughs> boast that title. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But you have to, right? You have to, as I said, say it with your chest. Right, absolutely. Uh, and as, as a Black woman, how difficult has it been for you to establish yourself in this industry, ex- you know, in Canada, especially? Honestly, um, it's a daily thing, you know, yeah. I don't personally feel like I'm super established by any means, you know, right. I don't, I, you know, I'm so green, so new there, you know, there are wonderful fellow filmmakers, black women filmmakers out here who have been doing it longer than I have, who I admire, who, you know, um, I'm friends with and all of that. So I'm really just like, a sponge learning but it's it's still um it's still a, a constant you know fight like you in a sense of I can never the way we're saying you know say it with your chest it's like I've learned that I have to just get used to that absolutely I have to get used to confidently going into rooms mm. and 
selling all of my titles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that to me is the particular thing that Black women have to make sure that we do because, um, you know, it, it's, it's, less, it's less common. It's yeah. still less common, especially in Canada, in Toronto, mm -hmm. you know, so, so yeah, it's still something that um, I'm working on daily, but I've just learned, like, even in my costume life, like, I work for the film union, which is still predominantly very white, yes. um, you know, and I've had to say to jobs in the past, like, hey, I'm here, but I only have this much capacity for your show because I, I run my own company and mm -hmm. that is my priority. Yeah. Like I've had to leave jobs if they weren't cool with that. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. But I had to do that for myself mm -hmm. um, as an artist, because I was like, at the end of the day, when I'm gone, you're going to do exactly what you're going to do, which is replace me. <laughs> and it's not going to be no emotional decision. Therefore, I have to make a decision for myself, you okay. know, and now um, now it's different. Now, when I go on shows, it's like, Hey, Sharona, I know you're busy with your stuff. Let us know what your availability is. Okay. You know, so the conversation is different because I had to establish that from early. Mm -hmm. You have to assert yourself. I love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. You have visited Tyler Perry studio. What was that like? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> so, I've visited the exterior of Tyler Perry studio. <laughs> That's okay. You were still there. <laughs> right? Okay. I've, I've gone a few times, you know, okay, but there that, you, go. you know, we are a company of faith girls. So listen, we just walk on the territory and know that we will possess it one day. Yes. Um, you know, every time my, my, uh, my company and I go to Atlanta for various reasons, we always stop there and we just walk on the grounds where visitors are allowed to go. And, you know, we just declare and say a prayer and just be like, you know, this is inspiration. This is what we want to have one day for ourselves. Um, this is where I will come to work one day. You know what I mean? In, in multiple yes. capacities. So, that has been the experience, you know, and, and it's interesting that you asked that because on the last visit, my business partner and I, Troy, we made a decision that we're not going to go back until we're working there. Okay. Okay. Oh, so it's kind of just like, you know, stepping up the faith a little bit, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which I just feel is so required, especially um, when you're just, you know, when you have big dreams, you know? Um, so yeah. So the next time you ask me that question, <laughs> I'll be able to tell you what it's like on the inside. Okay. Okay. I'll hold you to that. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I love that you guys carry your faith. I, I, I love that. It seems to be like a major part of 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 who you guys are and you know a bunch of Scarborough kids doing the thing like that is so inspirational to me thank you um, I celebrate you guys always for sure you. you know with your experience in the Canadian industry and just and just kind of getting a taste of that American industry do you think that the industry gatekeepers are losing their grip since you know black media is huge especially in America Oh yeah, for sure. And we are, you know, 
truthfully, most of our inspiration comes from what we've been seeing through, you know, the Issa Rays and, you know, um, so many others, just independent companies, you know, we watched a few years ago, um, a, a, um, a YouTube series, like a short series Hmm. with a whole Emmy, you know what I mean? Just from YouTube. So it's like, the gatekeepers are definitely losing their grip and we are here for it. You know what I mean? It's like, no longer do you only have to um, hold your breath for the big networks to notice you, right. you know, yep. streaming and, you know, just the, even the power of film festivals, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And, and the fact that, like I said before, as an actor, you know, it's the same thing as a production company. You don't have to necessarily have a long, extensive resume or, you know, everyone is so interested in the new, fresh thing. Um, You know, everyone wants to have a piece of discovering, you know, the new raw talent out there. So we're just trying to capitalize on that as artists. And it's definitely like boosted our confidence as creators, you know? Absolutely. I've even seen a couple of you guys on TV shows. I was like, what? okay, outside of a, a cross field production. So I, I thought, wow, that's amazing. You guys, you're, still, you're still doing your thing. Um, you guys, to me, are the embodiment of Issa Rae's statement she made when she said, um, it's like you, when you're trying to work with people, you should look within your circle. Yes, network across. That's that's right, network across. And you guys, to me, um, embody that. So, as as a black creator, which is what I would consider you guys, you know, how do you, how do you hold space for others that are coming up in the industry? I know you said you're still green, but how do you hold space for that? You know, that man or that woman that wants to, you know, become, you know, uh, maybe a producer or a director. Yeah, I mean, that is probably the biggest blessing for me when it comes to owning a production company it's the ability to hire uh people you know Um, the BIPOC community you know what whatever and it's just like so every time we do a a project where it's you know either film or theater we are always working with new talent you know people who are doing something for the first time or people who have done it a couple of times, but are still learning in, in all facets. So from our camera people to our sound people, to our actors, uh, you know what I mean? To our editors, like, and, and that is something that we, we thrive on, you know what I mean? Because we know firsthand what it feels like, like I said earlier, coming up and, discovering that I was interested in acting I didn't have a community I didn't know where to go I didn't have actor friends you know what I mean I wasn't a part of any clubs so I was on my own just figuring it out you know what I mean and so for Crossfield House to be a place where somebody could who who doesn't have anything on their resume but is eager to learn and willing to put in the work um we welcome that and we love that you know I always say 
one of my favorite jobs within the company is casting, you know, because it's like, man, I I know as an actress firsthand, Mm -hmm. I know the feeling of like wanting to book, you know? So it brings me such joy to be able to send that email or make that phone call and be like, hey, congratulations, you got the role. Because I know what that feels like as an actor, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so even as we grow and we establish ourselves more and more, we're always down to to work and build a community of fellow um, Black and people of color uh, creatives. Absolutely. It's a community for sure. Mm -hmm. Now you directed a film called Boxed In. Tell me about that process. Yes. So Boxed In um, is such a special project to me for a few reasons. Um, For one, it is the first project that I, the first film that I directed outside of CrossFit House Productions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it's your own stuff, you kind of have a bit of a comfort or a bit of a cushion there in terms of you know what I mean because it's like you're calling all the shots oh if I don't like the line I I fix the line because I wrote the line like you know whatever that is right um whereas when the writer um and producer of Boxed In came to me um she had her name is um uh Nicole Christosomary and she came to me and she had saw me on another project and she said you know I'd love for you to direct my movie and I was like oh okay sure you know what I mean because you know that had been a part of my you know secret prayers you know Um, that I want to direct more and get better at it and all that kind of stuff so um so yeah the project is beautiful. It is pretty much uh, the story of a young Black girl who, who's her and her family moved to a predominantly white neighborhood. And she just kind of goes through, you know, some obstacles with friends at school regarding, um, you know, her hair and her skin tone and that type of thing. But it, it's very, you know, um, a self-love type of film, you know, that explores just, you know, what those conversations are like, despite, you know, coming from a very loving home and just the insecurities that come um, at an early age at times and how to overcome that and how love and family dynamic and allyship um, from unexpected people ends up strengthening, you know, this young girl and giving her the confidence that she needs to continue. So um, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. And it's being submitted to a number of festivals this year. So yes, Yes, I will. I will uh, believe in faith with you guys. Yes, thank Um, you. You are more than welcome. And I know you have another uh, project coming up, upcoming tour um, for the play called 94. So tell us some more about that. Yes. So 94, um, is also very, very dear to my heart as well. Um, Troy and I co-wrote this play. We wrote it in 
2019, mm-hmm. like literally right before the pandemic, we were just so inspired by our favorite era, you know, which is the 90s yes. and the music, the fashion, the vibe, the culture, you know, all of that. So it's a coming of age uh, love story between these two uh, characters who pretty much meet, they're Canadian, but they both meet um, in the summer of 84 mm-hmm. in New York, uh, you know, young summer love, and then they get separated for various reasons, and they link back up in the summer of 1994. And they're just trying to navigate their lives as young adults um, and navigate whether or not they could you know, have a relationship or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some history and some gems and some facts um, that are kind of sprinkled throughout the show. And then, you know, the backdrop of it is just the vibes of the 90s. So the music, the references, the costumes are really fun because it's all, you know, um, that time period. And yeah, it's just a really fun, family-friendly show. I love that. Do you think this one has the potential as well to become a short film? You know, we have danced with the idea multiple times and we're not against it at all. Um, yeah, we would, it, it, it totally does. It totally does. So we would, it would just be a matter of what direction we go. But truthfully, I could see it being like a TV series, you okay, know, it's like, okay. a, like a period TV series. So yeah, yes, but we'll Right, like along those lines, but it's set in the 90s, you know, so then you'll start to incorporate new characters, of course, different Mm -hmm. dynamics and, you know, that type of vibe. So um, we'll see who knows what the future holds. Listen, Sharona, I'm believing with y'all, okay? Because that was really more than welcome. I'm a woman of faith, so (laughs) yeah, we we just have to um, make a lot of faith moves. I feel like this year last year this year has been a lot of faith moves meaning you're moving by faith you don't even know how uh-huh. you just know your faith is gonna make it happen right exactly exactly yeah, exactly so I'm gonna touch back on the tour but I want you to tell me you know as an actress um you know you you have so many different roles <laughs> so <laughs> before you go on stage what is a ritual or routine that you go through um to kind of calm you down hype you up you know whatever whichever way you're going? Well, before anything I do, you know, prayer is always involved. Yes. So I definitely probably take some alone time, you know, because in when I'm in that environment, I'm often more than just an actress. I'm, you know, doing the costumes. I'm making sure the other cast members are good. I'm making sure, you know, the directing is on point, all the props, all those things. So when it comes to me having my time, everyone knows to kind of like leave me alone for at least like an hour before the show, just so I could get my own mind right. And yeah, for me, it's about prayer. It's about just like self-talk too. Like I look at myself in the mirror and I just say like, you got this, you know, and I just remember and remind myself that the dreams that I have inside of me 
I didn't put them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if God put them there, then he also gave me the capacity to handle them. The so, <laughs> you know, right. So yeah. that takes the pressure off of me mm-hmm. as a flawed human. It's like, oh no, God, you did all this. So you're not going to make me fall a little crazy out here. You know <laughs> what I mean? So that's really what I do to just take the pressure off of me. And then, you know, I love to, um, listen to music and just, you know, have a vibe and, theater is so beautiful because you hear the energy of the crowd you know you start to hear the music playing and people are getting excited and then it just gets you excited you know and I just I just say to myself you know I've done the work as an artist and now it's time to play and have fun and whatever happens happens and you just leave it on the stage I love that I love that everybody has their process and you just got to do what works for you and want, um, leave it on the floor as they would say. Yeah, exactly. So tell me 94, where can we find, where can we go catch the play? What cities were you at? Yeah. So we are slated to do, um, a four city tour. So we're starting in Halifax, Um, We will be in Halifax at the Spatz Theater on May 14th, and then we will be in Buffalo on May 27th and 28th, and we are also doing Detroit and Ottawa. We don't have the dates for those cities yet, and then we will finish the show in, you know, do a finale show, of course, in Toronto, bring it back home. Um, we're aiming for the fall, so early fall, uh, probably in October, uh, dates and info to come um, at our on our website, crossfieldhouseproductions.com is where you can find ticket info and more about the show and more about the tour. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to, to, to hit these cities and we're especially excited, excited to, to bring it back to Toronto at the end. I love that. And at home. I love it. Yes. Ms. Sharona Osborne, it's been a pleasure. So if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, uh, perhaps to write or produce, (laughs) where can they find you in particular? Yeah. So um, you could email me at info at SharonaOsborne.com. You can hit me up on socials. Uh, My handle is at your Sharona on Instagram, Twitter. Um, That's normally where I'm at. Uh, and you know, side in my DM, holler at me or send me an email, you know, on the professional vibe. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. I, I, um, I'm down to work and collaborate. Perfect. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Okay. I really appreciate that. And I will be applauding and, and cheering you guys on for that tour. Uh, and for everything really, because I love to see us win. So Yes, thank you. And congratulations on your platform as well. You're doing awesome. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's for us. It's for us. Yes. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Take care. Thanks. As well. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, as all these things help to keep the podcast alive. Take care. Until next time.